Doctor said you got PCOS. Now go on, girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian to help my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you wanna prove them wrong and take control of yourself. Well, hello, hello, sisters, to the new episode of our podcast. Welcome, ladies. Today is a bit of a sad, sad day. Oh, for heaven's sakes. We are no longer doing a, how you say, YouTube version of the podcast. We decided as a team, as two hosts, we're like, you know, maybe we could do uh, make the YouTube content more valuable, make it more short form, make it more specific about certain topics. Mm-hmm. Um, since, you know, the audio version of the podcast does really well. We're trying to make the YouTube version a bit more fun. So going forward, there'll be no video versions of the podcast. It kills me. It really kills like, you? I didn't we know started, it was killing you. When we started the podcast, I was like so adamant about having a YouTube yeah. video version because all my favorite podcasts had that. And I was like, you know what? In order to really make it fun and like enjoyable for all the sisters, there has to be a video YouTube version. Of course, now that we've done it for like... 68 episodes yeah now that we've done over 68 68. episodes i can tell from like the view numbers it's like the audio version's a lot more uh important to the sisters and the video version we need to do something else so no more podcast video versions we'll just do something more along the lines of uh specific topic videos like hair loss birth control metformin things of that nature to help you sisters more but it makes me sad I get it i mean we're gonna have some great other content to shoot yeah and edit that will be more interesting to the sisters. Actually, it's pretty funny. Last night, we were laying in bed talking about this. I know. At like 12 to 12.20, <laughs> we had like a meeting about this laying in bed. I was so distraught about the fact that <laughs> there may not there may no more be YouTube podcasts. Yeah. I don't know. So if you're listening to this, you probably realize by now because we had like a bunch of already recorded YouTube videos for the podcast, but we decided, you know, we'll hold on to those. We'll just release the audio yeah. versions. So I guess that's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. It's a sad day. It's not sad. Oh, for heaven's sake. We're going to have such great content instead of that. I know. I know. So sisters, go ahead and follow us on YouTube, please, because we're going to create so much content in the next few weeks. And we're going to do a lot of giveaways on YouTube as well. So go to YouTube, PCOS, Weight Loss. We'll be doing a lot more there. Now, today's episode is going to be a pretty fun one. We took all your questions from um instagram mm-hmm. pcos.weightloss if you don't follow us there pcos.weightloss and we took all your questions gathered all the most pop most common asked questions into groups and i mean i think we have like right now we have a full page of questions that we're going to go through and some of them are going to be about pcos a few of them will be about us we'll keep it fun lighthearted, yeah. and informative at the same time I, I squeezed in like personal questions in between the PCOS questions. Oh. So we're going to go back and forth. With this. I like it. I like it. All right. So let's start with the first question coming from Sabah, Sabah Aifi. She says, how did you two meet? Ooh, personal question to love start this. it off. So Tony, why don't you start off? Okay. I love talking about this story because it is so funny how the stars aligned. We were both on Tinder, and at the time, I was working in downtown L.A., um, 
and I was going to school, grad school in LA too. And Sirak was commuting from LA to Brea to work. Yeah, in Orange County. Yeah. So it just so happened to be that my work was near his home, mm-hmm. and his work was near my parents' home. And Tinder so matched us. As Tinder a result. matched us. I don't know if it's because he was, you know, at work near my parents, or if it was because I was yeah. working near you. But it sounds like we were both swiping while working. Exactly. I was swipe, swipe, swiping while I was working. Let me tell you, if anyone's on a dating app, you need to have a great eye and filter and like know what you want and just swipe, 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 swipe. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, no, 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 no. Yes. No, 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 no. Yes. You know, I almost yeah. skipped over you. I was How swiping so fast. How dare you? you? Oh my God. My life would have been you, so you different. You skipped over my <gasps> non-shirt picture with wow. my shirt off you and my were. bathing suit yeah. with my tats out, my six pack and all. How could you skip over that shirt? Oh my gosh. I, I skip over that picture, I should say. And then I like, you know, saw his, um, his tinder page and then i went on his instagram okay i'm getting into too many details yeah. but i oh, like no. stalked him a little bit i was like oh, okay he's yeah cute. so we <laughs> basically met on tinder and then we went on our first date like a week later it was a funny thing was that talia wanted to talk on the phone like before we met and i was like i'm not talking on the phone like <laughs> one i hate talking on the phone with anybody i used to two, do that i'm not talking on the phone with a girl i haven't met yet i'm not gonna give You're you that crazy. time of day that dedication how dare you so uh we went on the first date it was called the restaurant was called the church key it was in like west hollywood like sunset, hollywood, sunset boulevard. boulevard the church key i don't think it's it's no longer there no and we had our first date there met everything was it was a pretty first good day. It was day. great. We, you we were like, such a gentleman. Actually, his ears weren't like he couldn't hear me. Like he got off a plane and his ears hadn't popped. Yeah. So he was quiet and I was like yelling. And it turns out like it's the exact opposite now. He's loud and I'm more quiet. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I wanted to talk on the phone because that's what I used to do with the Tinder dates before I like spent my time going out, getting ready and all of this with them. Yeah. I would like talk on the phone for a second or, you know, something. So I make sure that like we're vibing a little bit. To make sure I'm not a psycho. Yeah. Or that I'm a real person kind of. What if you're, you know. You can tell someone's psycho. personal. Oh my god! But yeah, that's how we met. Uh, uh, first day, and you know, we really got along. And after that, I think it was just match made in heaven for us. We just yeah. basically continued in heaven from oh there. Gosh, are you in don't heaven? get don't get ahead of yourself. Mm-hmm. All right, why don't we go to a more PCOS centric question next? So to keep it going back and forth. So the next question is from GC Taylor. What are your thoughts about metformin? Very okay. good question. So now we're getting into the more uh, PCOS topics, right? Yeah, we did a whole podcast episode about metformin. Yeah. Well, which was a bit a bit ago. So yeah. we do need to be maybe make a new episode about it just to give more refresh. updates, more uh, research that's been done. But so there's always these recalls. About yeah, it there's being been a lot of metformin recalls. Yeah. But um, for those that are uh, curious about metformin, so as most of you know, like most sisters, when they go to the doctor with insulin resistance, you know, this uncontrollable weight gain, uncontrollable cravings, the doctor's main, uh, most of the time, the main recommendation is metformin. Now, our thoughts about metformin is that, unfortunately, it doesn't get down to the root cause of the issue, and instead, um, just masks actually what is going on with the insulin resistance in the body. The thing is, metformin actually is meant to treat your insulin resistance, Mm -hmm. which is like better than just taking birth control. Like at least we're addressing the insulin resistance, but there's never an exit plan. So like you said, like the root issue is kind of being masked with metformin and, you know, we expect that we have to be on it forever, you Mm -hmm. know? 
there has to be an exit plan, like a lifestyle or diet change or something where you don't need to take it anymore. Because the idea isn't that you take it forever. The idea is that it helps with your insulin resistance. And then you apply the things that are more challenging to um, help with your insulin resistance, which is changing your diet, making sure you're eating higher protein and, you know, a little bit lower carb and Um, sleeping better, like all these things affect your insulin resistance. But sometimes we're just given metformin with no explanation. We forget that there's so much we can do about our insulin resistance other than metformin. And we think we have to take it forever. Yeah. And And not to mention the metformin coming with adverse side effects for many women. Um, You know, most of you know, but like the nutrient depletion, the bloatingness, the you know, going to the bathroom like yeah. all of a sudden, like there's that, that's feeling just a, sick. Yeah, I love ovacetol honestly because studies show that inositol supplements can work as effectively as metformin, except mm-hmm. without all the side effects. Yeah. So a lot of women take ovacetol, and they find that they're healing their insulin resistance. You know, combine that with some great diet changes yeah. and like. You know, you're set, your cravings get so much less, diminish so much, and then um, your period regulates, and it's just, it's wonderful without all of these awful side effects, so. And if you're on metformin and you're seeing benefits, that's great, that's amazing, continue doing what's working for you, and if you're wondering about getting off of metformin because you don't like it, and you're thinking about going to an inositol supplement, for example, like ovacetol, please first speak with your doctor, consult them. Make sure that they can uh, check on your blood work to see if you can make that change. With so, like, just don't go and do it yourself, you know, because that's um, your doctor has giving you a prescription. You don't want to uh, have adverse reactions by going off of it all of a sudden if your body needs it. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so that was the question about metformin. All right, babe, let's take a moment to correct our posture, take a deep breath, and have some pure spectrum CBD. Sure. Hey sisters, CBD can help with acne, inflammation, anxiety, sleep, and so many other PCOS symptoms. I personally take it throughout the day to help keep my stress hormones nice and low. Not to mention, I sleep like a baby every night and I don't wake up fatigued at all. Now open your mouth please so I can give you a serving. Ah. Now hold it for 60 seconds. Head over to PureSpectrumCBD.com and use the code THESISTERHOOD, one word, for 10% off. Can I stop now? Nope, you got 30 more seconds. Did you hear about that sister who took Ovacetol and finally got her period after a year of not having one? Incredible. I see those kinds of messages on Instagram a lot. How does that even happen? Well, Ovacetol helps with healing insulin resistance, a common root issue that most PCOS sisters have. And by targeting insulin resistance, we're seeing sisters kick those crazy cravings, finally regulate their periods, ovulate, and improve their egg quality. Each packet of Ovacetol has a 40 to 1 ratio of myo-inositol and d inositol This ratio is similar to the ratio that should be found in the body. But with women like me who have PCOS, this ratio is often imbalanced. So taking Ovacetol can be super effective in treating insulin resistance starting from the root of the issue. So awesome. It tastes like nothing. So just warn me when you put it in a cup so I don't drink it. You got it, boo. Check out the link in the description to get 15% off your order. Let's go back to uh, something a little bit more personal. Are you both Armenian? Yes. Yeah, I would I would say yes. <laughs> Could you tell on Tinder when you saw my 
picture? Yeah, I mean, your name Tallinn is a oh, very yeah. oh, prominent sorry. Armenian name. <laughs> okay. It's prominent. Wait, never mind. <laughs> That's true. I couldn't tell. Oh, really? Until I stalked your Instagram and I saw we had mutual friends. I saw like, you know, your yeah. comments, whatever. Everyone that followed you was Armenian. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Because I didn't Armenian. have like an IAN. Like yeah. Everybody has like a Kardashian, that yeah. IAN at the end of their last name, which is the uh, typical Armenian last name. Yeah. But yeah, ta- uh, me and Tanya are both 100% Armenian. Uh, fun fact, I was actually born in Istanbul, Turkey. And uh, I grew up in Turkey for about 10 years and then moved to America at yeah, 10 years old and lived in L.A. And now, you know, me and Tanya live together in Orange County. But yeah, uh, we are fully Armenian. My, my parents are fully Armenian, too. But as most of you know, there is uh, a bit of history with um, Armenians being in Turkey. So that's why we were living in Turkey um, before we moved to America. I mean, there's a whole lot of history there, but I'm not going to get into it. To, <laughs> Jump to, into to, the Armenian genocide. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm not going to start some that. controversy on the podcast. Right? Not that it's controversy, or I just don't want to bring up uh, bad history, I guess you want to say. Yeah. But anyways, that's a bit of um, uh, why, or not why, but how we're Armenian, I guess. Yeah. Okay. What's the next question you want to answer, babe? Um, let's see. Advice for people starting to go gluten and dairy free and how to eat gluten and dairy free. So that's a great question. I mean, we talk all about going gluten and dairy free on Instagram. And of course, it can seem intimidating, like it's this major life change, which it can be. You know, you're changing all the food you're eating. You're changing what your family's eating, kind of. You know, it's a it's something where you have to evolve, basically. And um, we help you do this in our membership, The Sisterhood, mm-hmm. where we have lots of resources and hand-holding involved in the process. <laughs> but the best place to start is, I like to say, breakfast. Mm-hmm. So don't get all intimidated by all the meals you have to change. Just start with one and gradually move forward to the rest. Mm-hmm. So breakfast you know, choose something gluten and dairy free. So I used to eat like bread and cheese for breakfast. OMG. (laughs) Like before I went gluten and dairy free. But now it's more something along the lines of a smoothie with dairy free milk and lots of protein powder that's not made of whey, you know, because I used to have whey too and that's dairy. So um, I, you know, once you nail breakfast, you'll feel more confident yeah. and you'll move on to the next meals. Yeah. You don't have to tackle it all at once. Yeah. And you could do that breakfast switch for like a week. Once you feel comfortable, add on lunch, you know, and then dinner. And then all of a sudden your whole day is gluten dairy free. Yeah. So, and, it's, and especially starting with gluten first or dairy first and moving on to the other one or moving on to the latter. Is that moving on to the former? <laughs> I have always wanted to get that know. term right. I actually don't know. You know, like, and moving on to the former or the latter. It's, it's always such a I don't great know what term. the latter is. Anyway, it's, I think when you're, whatever, I don't okay. want to get into it. <laughs> but tell them about your gluten and dairy free journey, babe, because ever since we got married, I've been, transitioned you. I don't even realize I'm 95% gluten or dairy free because the dinners are amazingly delicious. Like every food we have, it's like naturally gluten dairy yeah. free. It's not like you're going out of your way to make some sort of like concoction that's, you know, like that like gluten free flour and everything, mm-hmm. you know, like pasta, whatever. No, it's like majority of the time we're having like something like sweet potatoes with some sort of protein with some sort of vegetables. That's all naturally gluten dairy free. You don't even think about it. And like tacos. In, yeah, the tacos. Oh my gosh, last night. Yeah. I just, made this fish. <laughs> yeah, the cod. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, the other night the neighbors came over. I was like, I made this delicious fish the other night. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so embarrassing. But honestly, it was so good. It, and it had no gluten or dairy. And I'm not even just, a fish person. I don't even like yeah, fish. It was cod, you know, seasoned with paprika and salt, seared. <laughs> and then I set it aside. And then I cooked some cherry tomatoes with white wine. And then I added the cod back into that mixture with some basil and lemon zest. It was so good. And my only complaint was there was too many cherry tomatoes. That was my only complaint. How complaint. dare you? You said the same thing. Don't you get Don't. I didn't say that. Oh, how dare dare you Why did I say on the that? podcast i don't you remember should be ashamed of it yourself. was so delicious that i ate too much and i literally had to lay on the couch <laughs> <laughs> all right okay well you had your ovastol after so you were i good. did because <laughs> i was like i don't know how i'm gonna digest all of this right now it's like okay all Next right question. yeah <laughs> So let's go on to, uh, I see this fun little question that I'll give you a quick answer. Will Sirak do a podcast explaining Bitcoin? Honestly, there's not not, not enough podcasts to explain uh, my enthusiasm about Bitcoin, <laughs> but I love Bitcoin. I've been into it since like 20, uh, 2015, maybe like 2013. I was like <clears throat> one of the early adopters and it's something that I'm highly interested in for the future, but. I don't think we'll ever do a podcast episode explaining about it. But sisters, if you ever want like a quick explanation or anything like that, I'm happy to explain that like on an Instagram live or something like that. But it's a fun topic. I'm, I always love talking about. Sure. And um, it's definitely something of uh, interest to me. But yeah. Oh, my gosh. What if you did like a Bitcoin Instagram live ab oh my about, you know, sisters with Bitcoin invest in Bitcoin? I will give a warning though. There's so many people trying to do scams right now because you know Bitcoin's so popular that mm. there's like a lot of like clickbait. Like just wow. don't fall for anything, sisters. Don't even worry about that kind of stuff. I think uh, just like a, as a pure investment, it's cool. But don't get into like any of these like scam people who are trying to like get clickbait stuff. So wow. anyway, all right. What's Let the next question? It should be PCOS. So yes. What's, oh uh -huh. yeah, go for it. Which one did you choose? Uh, I was just going to read a question from uh, Casa Dasik. She said, what's the best breakfast for PCOS? Okay. There's um, no best breakfast. But we can give a couple of our favorite breakfasts. Okay. What's yours? Um, okay. I'll start with the simple one. I'll start with our like smoothie example. Uh, for example, like this is a smoothie that, that I make and it's very similar to what Tali makes. Um, I like to do spinach. Tali puts spinach as well. I put protein powder and Italian adds her own different protein powder. I put um, uh, one full banana. Italian puts half a banana because, you know, the carbs and the sugars in the banana. And um, I put almond butter. It used to be peanut butter, but Italian sister is allergic okay. and has therefore ruined my go life. down this road. I can never have peanut butter like a... Like I want to anymore. I have to go. I have to be in a different state. Okay. Anyway, it's true. We went to Texas and bought all this peanut butter. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> so um, so I put um, like a scoop of almond butter, and then I put some like extra stuff to like really like boost it. So I put like adaptogens. I'll put like um, what is that thing called? Ash ashwagandha. Mm -hmm. I put ashwagandha. I put like this vitamin D. That's like good. yeah, I put this vitamin D uh, tincture oil thing. This. I even put the athletic greens powder. Wow. Yeah, Sirak really makes a potion out of his yeah, smoothie. <laughs> yeah. But that would be my base. That's basically everything. Just I'm like, going to order Daily Harvest to mix it up because sure. sometimes it gets boring. So what's your, what's your favorite breakfast? Um, let's see. I like definitely a smoothie, but then I get sick of it. Yeah. So I like to have some eggs and then um, 
you know, sometimes I'll put like collagen powder in the eggs to add protein to mm-hmm. it. And I also like having um, oatmeal or millet, which is my new favorite yeah. gluten-free grain. Yeah. Um, and I add protein powder to that. So anything I can really like boost up with protein because I like to have like 35 grams of protein for breakfast. Yeah. It really helps with like blood sugar control and also breakfast helps reduce your cortisol like you wake up with your high cortisol which you know it should give you some energy and then it should go down but if you don't eat breakfast it doesn't go down mm-hmm. so okay. it really relaxes me to so your protein. quick explanation like you're was, like was, really was, nice. was eggs <laughs> eggs with collagen powder melee and oatmeal <laughs> is this what you're gonna wear yeah this is your best Breakfast. So this is all right. Fine. I fine. Mean, if this is how you want to live your life. What else is there, there sisters? <laughs> DM me if you have any better breakfast ideas. I'm here for it. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, let's go to uh, favorite vacation spot. Ooh. Okay. I mean, it's think. like Positano. I'm sorry. Yeah, we went yeah. there for our honeymoon. Is and there any other way? It was the greatest time of our lives the best food <laughs> the best atmosphere people were super nice Gosh. we went capri. to the islands capri right by it this was pre-covid so this was before our lives were upside down yeah uh but uh hands down positano i can't even like i don't even have to think about it how about you would you agree? yeah i can't think of anything yeah. else. where else did we go that we love so much no no i don't think there's anywhere no else. nothing can be the seafood i ate at positano i know that octopus yeah. i will never forget and i will say we went to mikanos in greece right after that bless you we went to mikanos right after that and i we love greece we love the island but the food was <laughs> everything was frozen and re defrosted. and defrosted and it said it on the menu yeah, too like, like they disclosed yeah. even it. the seafood like you think that you're on an island you're gonna have fresh yeah. seafood but everything was defrosted and when you ate it you could tell it also but if, even though like it was on the menu it said yeah. this is frozen it's like okay. i wonder if because of covid less people obviously traveled to mikanos last year i wonder if they're like natural resources revived like if Probably, they're like you know oceans and stuff you yeah. know like their octopus came back like, Probably what's not, going in, on? in a lot of the world that happened you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like the reefs that always people visit and yeah. it gets destroyed yeah Okay. Okay. All right. What about um, this next question? Uh, is intermittent fasting bad for PCOS? And if I'm sorry, and if so, why? Well, intermittent fasting, actually, you know, doing like a twelve-hour fast is good in my opinion. Not in my opinion, according to research. Like a twelve-hour fast for women, good idea, right? Eat breakfast at seven, and then eat dinner latest at seven, and yeah. then stop eating after seven. So that's ideal. Yeah. But as you move to like a 13-hour, 14-hour fast, it starts getting hour. restrictive. It can it can be harmful for your period, for your blood sugar control. Yeah. It's not for all women. Exactly. So. And just to speak on that too, uh, recently we had a uh, podcast guest. Um, as many of you know her, Elisa Viti. She's an amazing uh, advocate for women's health and expert in women's health. And she brought up some research the, or she brought up some points that the research on intermittent fasting is done predominantly on men and on women who are out of their reproductive age. So the research on intermittent fasting is not really um, shown on 
uh, women in their reproductive age, you know, before the age of 40 and such. So that's why you want to take it with a grain of salt when you hear about um, intermittent, intermittent fasting being good. Even like the 12 hour, that's something that we have found in research, but you, you really want to get down to it and see who, um, if that if is going to be applicable for you. for you. Yeah, because Dr. Jolene Brighton also says that like some women, you know, having some um a cup of tea with some collagen in it or maybe like a spoonful of almond butter like before you go to sleep is actually good because it'll help with keeping your blood sugar stabilized while you're asleep Mm -hmm. and so but for some women that's not necessary or ideal so the you know you have to find what works for you yeah there's not going to be one approach like intermittent fasting or keto that's going to be 100 percent working for everyone because in some ways it can make like that 16 hour fast can be too restrictive for a lot of people so you want yeah. you want to just um, start slow with it, see if it's helping, and go from there. And maybe look more into the re- research to see what what range of hours were done on um, what group of women to know if it's going to be right mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Next okay. question, X Tina Tizzle. What is what is it look like to work together? What does it look like to work together as a sister and her mister? Oh. Well, imagine you're spending 24, uh, 24-7 seven, yeah. time with your beloved partner. So you're side by side from the moment you wake up to the moment you sleep. You work next to each other all the time. You're doing lives together. You're constantly asking each other questions. It sounds bad, but it's actually a great time. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's so much fun. Yeah, like I mean, not that not that it sounds bad, but like I, I'm I mean, sure some people would go crazy. Yeah, I'm sure some of you are but like, I, I, can, I need you. some space. Yeah, we leave each other's space. It's a small apartment. There's yeah. no space here. Our apartment, so. <laughs> our apartment is 800 square feet, so yeah. it's not very big. But of course, um, we make the best of it. Yeah, and you know we we know that like a human being needs some space. Like you don't yeah. even have to ask me, and I'll exactly. just like go to my mom's house, go to my sister's There's house. There's no couple in the Whatever. world who is going to spend that so much time, like 24-7 yeah. time together and not need space. It's just a hu- it's human nature to, to need space. So we, we're totally like understanding of that. Like, although we, we do spend an abnormal amount of time together compared to maybe like other couples, we still make sure that we give each other space. And by doing that, it makes like all the time that we spend like fun. So fun. And it's also important yeah. that we're always like honest with each other and give each other feedback. Like, hey, like I feel like I need some space here. Or I feel like you did so and so wrong where I feel like I dropped the ball here. Like you just always have to be con- like, yeah. honest with each other and continue com- communicating. So since we've been doing that, I feel like we've been doing great. Like, you know, yeah. we started working full time together just about just almost almost a year ago. Uh, I would say like 10 months ago. And since then, it's been very well it's been great yeah. i mean it's really hard to like make me mad you know what i mean like sometimes like couples um it can be challenging to like work together yeah um because you know there's a lot of moving parts with like business and stuff like that so yeah. it can get really overwhelming and i feel like we're both like really passionate about what we do yeah so even if one of us like does something wrong or drops the ball there's like nothing to be upset about because accidents happen and like we're both doing our best Mm -hmm. you know so it's pretty relaxed around here (laughs) yeah i would agree i would agree okay um let's go on to uh two questions one from va it's maria and other from tantrums amygdala she says or they say is jump rope a good exercise with PCOS? And other question was, is hula hoop good for PCOS? I thought these were fun. 
Yeah, there are so, questions yeah. and uh, questions about working out with uh, with PCOS for PCOS. So we've talked about in the past about controlling the intensity of a workout to help with a couple of things. Uh, the reason we want to control the intensity of the workout is one for the stress hormones, the cortisol levels, because intense workouts can um, pump up your stress hormones like cortisol, which is a normal thing. Our body um, raises our cortisol, you know, it pumps adrenaline when you're in a workout because it wants you to perform better. It goes down to basically our genetics. You know, ba imagine back in the day when you're running through the forest with a tiger chasing you, <laughs> your body goes into survival mode. It pumps you with adrenaline, pumps you with cortisol to make you run faster, to make you breathe longer and like basically survive. It's like your body's instinct to help you survive. So when you work out, this is why cortisol levels get spiked this is why you get that adrenaline rush um this is why your heart rate goes up this is all to basically help your body perform better however when it comes to women with pcos there comes uh th there is a couple of issues one there's cortisol dysregulation which basically uh means that you're not able to bring down the levels of cortisol your stress hormones and they stay elevated and this can cause number of issues you know more inflammation um causing you to ha also causing you to have mood swings causing you to not uh, recover properly causing you to have really bad sleep and feel feeling fatigued all the time so along with you know weight plateau or just not getting the results that you want the second thing is insulin resistance when you do a really intense workout where, for example like a long intense run your body will dump a lot of sugar into your bloodstream to use for energy however because of insulin resistance you're not able to convert the sugar into energy and it instead gets stored as fat. And now we want to mitigate these two things from happening because they're going to hold you back. So in the case of jump rope or hula hoop, you want to, you can still do something like jump rope or hula hoop, but you want to be mindful of the intensity, meaning you don't want to let your breathing get out of control to the point where you're like, <sighs> and you have to stop and like completely like take five, 10 minutes to catch your breath. Or you don't want to let your heart rate get so fast where you feel like it's beating out of your chest and you basically, again, have to stop and let that, let your body cool down for 5-10 minutes. These are all signs that your these intense workouts are letting your body get into a state where your cortisol levels get spiked, adrenaline, uh, adrenaline kicks in, and so forth. So you can still do jump rope. You can still do hula hooping um, as long as you make sure to keep the to control the intensity of course if, you, if you've been going really intense and it's been working for you and you're seeing results then that's great continue of course what i'm saying doesn't apply to 100 percent of all women with pcos this is just something that we've seen with many of our uh, clients members followers so i want um, a hula hoop yeah maybe <laughs> you should and this is also something that uh, uh elisa viti talked about in our podcast with her she even she mentioned that in the luteal phase i believe uh, after ovulation right after ovulation um, um, it's better to uh, take away the intense workouts and focus more on weight training. So that's a you can listen to that episode as well to learn more about that. What? What are you smiling? I, just, I think I'm gonna order a hula hoop on Amazon oh and take it to my sister. You can do it for like one week and it's gonna be over. I you mean, know how it. expensive are they? I'll donate it afterwards <laughs> after I'm over it. <laughs> so that that would be my um like you can still do it. Just try to control the intensity and if you're if any scissors are looking for specifically questions about, you know, how, sh how, what workout should I do to lose weight? Uh, we recommend doing weight training in our method is slow way to workouts. You know, the, the point of weight training is that 
it one it helps your insulin resistance because weight training has been shown to improve um, insulin resistance because it helps to pick up the sugars in your bloodstream so by doing like thigh workouts which is the biggest muscles in your body you know your legs it's going to really help improve your insulin resistance second it helps your metabolism many sisters have a metabolic dysfunction so um, by doing by increasing your lean muscle mass your metabolism will permanently increase as a result this has been proven in research studies you know as long as you keep that lean muscle your metabolism stays higher stop thinking about who you're selling <laughs> So, um, and if you're looking for workouts, we have all, uh, we have a library of workouts that changes every month on the sisterhood. So if you go to PCOSweightloss.org, you can join our membership and you'll be able to find all different kinds of uh, workouts as well as learn how to work out that's best for you. All right. right, So let's go to, um, C Macris. What were the first things you liked about each other? What do you like about me, boo? <laughs> I mean, I'd say the first thing I noticed about you in, in our first date was your eyes. You had, like, the puppy eyes, which I was like, oh, my God. She's like, she had, like, puppy eyes. Like, I have, to, I feel like I have to, like, do something. Like You know, like, when a puppy, like, makes you feel guilty or, like, makes you want to pick it up or something? You gave the same vibe with your puppy eyes. Now I'm, like, desensitized, so you can't, like, sway me with your puppy eyes. Oh but. <laughs> Do I just look like whatever to you now that you've looked at me so much for so many years? No, no. And we've been around each other for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Am I just like, eh? It's a no. (laughs) And if if, if it was a yes, I'm not going to admit it on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Um, Let's see. I think it's your energy. Not I think. I definitely know it's your energy. Because you know what? It's really hard to find a silly guy. Some guys that I've dated were like very serious and like Too mature macho. and like macho and stuff like that. But I was like always like loose as a goose and just like having fun around you. Yeah, I think uh, some, you're so silly. Yeah, I think some guys get embarrassed of being silly. Cause yeah. Of macho thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not I'm not all about that. life. I feel like I grew up around comedians. So like yeah. I'm like a comedian myself. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. OK, Um you know, and I think that's why I just want to point this out. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I just want to say one more thing. I never had like a serious boyfriend before I met Sirak. And I think it's because a lot of guys were a little bit too serious. Hmm. And I needed silliness. I needed like fun, you know. And I just find it to be a little bit boring when it's all like that. So I'm glad you're a loon. A thanks. loon. A lunatic. A crazy maniac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> well, thanks, babe. I appreciate it. And... I'm very lucky to have you. Oh. Before we get all romantic on this podcast and make everyone cry, let's just continue. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's go to D33. Question from D33. Or, or oh. Deep4, maybe is her username. Anyways, she says, haven't had my period since November. What can I do to regulate it? Well, Ovacetol, sister. <laughs> That's one of the tools That's you can use. That's one tool. But honestly, it's really about blood sugar control you'd be surprised how important that is in terms of getting your period regulated so that's why ovacetol is super helpful and then you know reducing inflammation and reducing stress on your body which can come from inflammatory foods so going gluten and dairy free can help a lot of women see great results with this combination quickly yeah you know and i I know it sounds simple it sounds like an easy answer but in many Many, t- many cases, it is um, one of the underlying reasons for um, 
the uh, period irregularity irregularity (laughs) is insulin resistance the blood sugar control so focusing on controlling your blood sugar through diet you know gluten dairy free can uh, vastly help we've seen your sisters many testimonials of others who have got their periods back from this yeah as well as supplementing with something like a ovacetol and inositol supplement which will help regulate your blood sugar and you will be surprised how much effect this has on your period so that's the reason we always talk about insulin resistance and blood sugar is the it's because of that Mm -hmm. all right okay okay we're running a little bit short on time so let's Um, uh scurry along uh let's go to what do you um or noel asks who do you think has the best jokes i'm gonna just say it's me that's pretty pretty clear he thinks of the funniest things and my line is, how did you think of that? Oh, my that? God. That's what Tanya always <laughs> did says. Did you just think how of did that? You th- did you think of that? Seriously, though, how do you think of these things? Um, I'm a genius. Okay. And then let's go to Mashal, who asks, when do you guys want kids? Our plan has always been to have kids like five years after we got married. It's already been two years. Yeah. So for us, probably in like three, four <laughs> years, um, that's when we'll we'll start to try having kids. And hopefully everything, everything will be um, going in our favor. But, you know. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see when the time comes I'm but that, that'll be then yeah CDX 30 we have time yeah we just want to kind of take our time and like you know stabilize our business and stuff to make sure that once we do have a kid that we're not like running the around I mean, weight loss doesn't blow up <laughs> yeah i mean we're still gonna run around but like you know we want to make sure that like our livelihood is you know go- is going okay our yeah. pa- uh, we're that we're supporting all the sisters the best way we can yeah. before we you know have a kid then we can't spend as much time you know in the sisterhood. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Okay. Not, not for a while. Okay. Uh, and then uh, one of the last few questions. How do I stop hair fall with PCOS? Well, this can be one of the most stressful um, symptoms of PCOS because, you know, our confidence, women, you know, our confidence is like linked to sometimes our hair, the, you know, the features that we like most. And then when you see your hair falling out, it can be really stressful. But a lot of times this has to do with high testosterone or high stress hormones, and you can have some control over this. So for example, high testosterone. So testosterone converts to DHT, the more strong version of testosterone gathers around those hair follicles, causing them to fall out. So what can you do? You can manage insulin resistance because that's what's probably triggering the high testosterone. Yeah. And you again, it I'm sounds saying? simple, but it's it's one of the real true causes. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes like six to 12 months to see results and yes. you have to be consistent. Right. So now now it's like a little bit like it's, results aren't overnight. And like, am I doing this right? You know, so it can be a little bit stressful, but you can do it. You can do yeah. it. We're here to help you. Yeah, you just want to keep in mind that it is going to take six to twelve months. So once you're seeing progress, that just know that it's working, and then you just have to continue for six to twelve months to fully see that transition and come back. And like Tyan said, insulin resistance can can be one of the triggers because insulin resistance can lead to a surge of testosterone. Not just that. To give you a little bit more information here, is when you have insulin resistance, it can also cause your liver to underproduce something called sex hormone binding globulin now what the, what globulin does is it acts like a sponge to go ahead and clean up all the excess testosterone in the body so when you when your body is not producing enough globulin it uh, creates 
an excess ratio of the testosterone. So insulin resistance can cause both of these. It can cause you to have more testosterone and cause you to have less globulin, which is obviously going to um, lead to more severe symptoms. But these are reversible in 99.9% .9 of cases. So find it. So keeping your blood sugar stable in, uh, with, um, you know, with diet and lifestyle, along with ovacetol, like a like a inositol supplement, is gonna do the do great help. So, I think that was all the questions we had. Yeah. We covered all the PCOS questions. So many. And I think we covered all the personal questions. And since we had so many questions um, that we're answering, I guess we'll skip the hotline for this week, and then we'll bring the hotline back next week, since uh, the hotline is basically a question just like this. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, before we go, though, let's not forget the wins. Yes, the wins of the week. If yes. you're new to our episode or if you're new to our podcast every week or every episode, we mention a couple of sisters who are managing their symptoms with PCOS, losing weight, getting their goals and basically being the boss of their PCOS. Yes. So this first <clears throat> win, do you want to go for it, babe? Sure. Uh, first one is from a member in the sisterhood. She said this in our private Facebook group. Her name is Tay Garcia. She said, and she says she's feeling blessed. She says, update y'all. Little victory today after only three days in the program. I feel more energetic. I have cut dairy and gluten and taking my ovacetol. And she says, lifesaver. I'm not drained when I wake up like before and it feels amazing. Thank you for the, thank you for the support. Always forward and never back, she says. Wow. I love that quote. I love yeah. that quote, always forward, never back. But only three days, and she's already feeling energetic, going gluten, dairy-free, ovacetol. Amazing. 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 Brandy Holiday says, I have been completely gluten and dairy-free for almost a month now. I have been taking supplements and reading the book PCOS SOS, nice. as well as doing the stages on the membership site. I feel really good. I have very minimal cravings, if any. I have not had a soda, caffeine, or chips in about the same amount of time. I'm slowly reducing my family, no, introducing. Oh, introducing my family to healthier foods and making more of the food I can eat, but for the entire family. My girls, who are 8 and 10, automatically think yuck when I say something <laughs> has gluten is gluten and dairy free but if i don't tell them until after they eat the meal it's usually a winner <laughs> i feel like i have the support i need between you here in the sisterhood and my family to be successful thank you that's Aww. a sweet message thank it's you so Brandon, funny for that. too and it's so funny what she said about um her her girls saying yuck when they hear gluten dairy free but when they don't and they eat it and then afterwards they're like oh this was delicious and it's yeah. gluten dairy free yeah like that's very common i think it used to happen it is probably with our families or so and then yeah. slowly over time they realize hey this is still delicious they don't yeah. even mention that anymore so yeah it's a it's one way to trick them yeah i like that method <laughs> yeah so great job brandy really, awesome. really love the uh, results you're seeing love and hearing these uh for those um who are interested pcos sos is a great book mm -hmm. is is written by dr Felix gersh she was a guest on a previous episode she was um, my gyno yeah and that, functional doctor yes yes and she writes a lot of great things in her book pcos sos one of them being gluten dairy free mm -hmm. along with inositol along with many other tips and tricks that we have personally ourselves learned from so really highly recommend listening to pcos or reading pcos sos yes all right sisters Ooh. thanks so much for asking these questions yeah i guess so and by the way if you ever have questions like this that you really want like 
uh, you need answers to just letting you know in the sisterhood membership we have a private facebook group and anyone who asks who asks questions on the facebook group we answer like all of them so yeah. like all these questions that we answered today we answer them all the time in detailed format on the facebook private group so if you're interested in having support like that not just from us but from other sisters who are who have pcos then sisterhood is a great place for you again you can find that at pcosweightloss.org and go to the membership tab and you'll be able to join so just wanted to give you a heads up if you have more questions or you want uh you want more answers like this more often is that we have we have a place for you well sisters it was a pleasure chatting with you yes Pleasure chatting, and I guess that's the first video less podcast episode we've recorded. And you could tell from the sadness in my voice. Oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> we are coming at you with some awesome YouTube videos. Yes, we definitely are. We <laughs> definitely are. All right, everyone. Take care. We'll uh, speak to you next week. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again.